Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Unpark Rolls podcast supported by Blue Collar Street Food. Well, it is not going to be an upbeat podcast today at all. Five nil defeats against Middlesbrough away. They are flying high and let's be quite frank, we're shit sometimes, aren't we? And away from home, we are always shit. And to help us talk through it, I've been joined by Nick Holton. Hi, Nick. Hi, Paul. Yes, yes, it's that low-key kind of Dave. And also to Dave, who watched that in Denver. How you doing, mate? Uh, full of regret, but other than that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that must have been a hell of a start to the day for you to watch that. Yeah, n- n- nice of Reading to ruin my weekend um, within moments of waking up, yeah. <laughs> Never change. That's so classic, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. No, no. So the match, obviously, we go into it. We're kind of. What are your expectations going into this one, Nick? Because I wasn't really expecting anything. And on the preview podcast with James, he was saying he was predicting a one-nil win for Reading. I think he, as I said at the time, it had taken a lot of drugs to make that prediction. <laughs> but it's kind of. Like, we all expected yeah. a bad outcome, but. Was it worse than you thought it was going to be? Or was it about where you thought? Probably about where I thought, if I'm really honest with it. Um, we're really bad away. We're not the greatest team this year. Middlesbrough steamrolling everyone since Carrick, or most teams since Carrick came in. Um, their, their attacking fluidity is really impressive as well with Akpom, Fours, Ramsey, Giles as well coming up the left. Great wing back. And uh, yeah, I just fully expected to be a pump, to be honest. Um, I was hoping for you know, a low defeat or even a shock result. But I, I thought we are going to lose that 3 or 4-0. And probably, yeah, probably was slightly worse, I guess, with the 5. But, yeah, not too far off what I was expecting. Dave, what were you thinking? Is it a surprise or kind of where we are? Uh, I feared a big defeat. Um, I was sure we were going to lose because it's away and it's Borough. And, you know, they're actually quite nice to watch when they're not playing against you um but it was the manner of how we did it that was the surprise um i i expected us to struggle but to basically just raise the white flag at halftime and be like well we've lost this one that that's what really stuck with me um we we frustrated them for maybe 20 minutes and then everything went to went to hell it was it was really disappointing 
Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to rattle through the five goals because nobody wants to like go through dancing around the uh, issues. And then we're going to have some questions that you've sent in to us. So uh, thanks a lot for that. So let's go to the first one, Nick. Penalty. Mm. Andy Unum, handball. Was that harsh or do you think it was fine? I think it's harsh. Uh, I, first time I saw it, I thought, oh, maybe his arm's a bit outstretched. It's one of those where refs sometimes give it, sometimes they don't. If he gives it, you can't argue it. If he doesn't give it, you can't really argue it either. It's a 50-50 debate, really. But when I saw the replay, his arm's more or less by his side, and it's such close distance to where I think it was Ramsey knocks it into his arm, I just think it's really, really harsh to give that. Um, it's one of those where it does hit his hand, so technically, yeah, okay, you can't can't really complain too much but i've seen a lot of those where the ref probably would just wave that away and just say look he can't do anything about it arms more or less by his side it's not outstretched he's not moved his arm he can't do anything about it um yeah i think that's a really harsh decision didn't even protest though he didn't even no. protest at all did he dave he was kind of like and maybe it's just a situation that we're in like the mood amongst the club this week maybe with obviously the embargo situation it's kind of like resignation almost and hopefully yeah. we shake out of that but that wasn't great the reaction i think for that one day really no like resignation and apathy oh of course we've given away a penalty oh of course this has gone against it's like that get get in the ref space at least like do something even if that's not the right thing to do show us that you give a damn that it's just happened i think i think it's reflective of the whole performance that there was just kind of like a, a roll of the eyes and a oh well reading away this is what we're like when we're not we're not at home it, it's this mentality like a mental block of well we're away from home so let's hope we can keep it at, at nil nil it's, it's, it's pathetic it's, it's mentally weak yeah yeah, it, we are absolutely abysmal away from it. Anyone who's went to that match yesterday, especially if you went all the way from Reading, uh, respect to you, you are crazy. And maybe, maybe, and it comes up in the questions about giving, uh, you know, support to these people. You do need it because if you've gone to every away game this season, wow. Is there an elite group of people that have done that? I wonder, Nick, because they are... I don't know. I don't know what they're doing it for. I mean, why would you? <laughs> yeah, you, you you do get it, don't you? Um, some people just love it. It's what they want to do. It's their hobby, their interests, supporters. And it's fair play to them. I think it's amazing. You know, I love going to the games. But all that way, especially when we just had Sunderland, what, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, for a 5-0 pace in. It's, uh, yeah, not not great unfortunately, for, for those yeah, travelers. Sutherland had five goals against them yesterday at home as well. So, um, uh, yeah, you know, these things one. happen. Yeah, true. But then we have the incident that Paul Ince was absolutely, I wouldn't say raging, but annoyed by afterwards. I think so there should have been a penalty for us and a red card. Shane Long, what's going on there with the referee there, Nick? Uh, talk to me about that one. Yeah, it's a stonewall penalty. I can't believe he's not given it. I'm pretty sure he's well positioned as well, Keith Stroud, I think it was. And uh, I think it was Carroll who knocks it through. If I'm mistaken, it might be Nince. But long runs through, he's through on goal. Keeps coming out. Maybe he would have saved it. But I think I would bank long to score that. I'd back him all day long there. And um, uh, the defenders, I think it was Tommy Smith, has come across him. 
Uh, I don't know about the red card because it has to be no intention to play the ball, right? So I'm not sure if there's 100%. Not, I think he's trying to hook the ball around him. I'm not sure if it was a red, if it should have been a red card, to be fair, but definitely a penalty. And uh, although I still think we were going to lose that game, I still think Middlesbrough would, would have gone on to win it. It does change the dynamic. It, it gets us level. And who knows? And then we're back to trying to, I guess, known Ince's tactics, just trying to play for that one all again, but um, probably a tighter game and a different probably not a different outcome but definitely puts us in the game a bit uh but yeah definite penalty longs through um he takes his legs out he falls onto the ball kind of thing and knocks the ball into the goalkeeper uh just can't understand how the refs if he's not given a penalty why is he not booking long for a, a dive i just don't get it at all efl Need we say any more <laughs> say any yeah, more. that's it isn't he's it? just in his aster zone this week with the whole Everything is going on and there is no conspiracy with the referees against us. I don't believe that for a second, but they're just crap. A lot of them aren't, they don't. Good enough, that, yeah. That's the underlying issue. Yeah, it's, uh, the EFL themselves love giving us penalties and EFL refs don't like giving us penalties. It's the it's the exact wrong way around. Yeah. Uh, no, nah, there's no conspiracy. I mean, we can get onto it later, but Paul Ince talking after the game about how the terrible refereeing has cost the game and everything. I, I went through and had a little look at the, the the tally at the end of it. And if you look at contentious decisions that you could say maybe the ref got wrong, if you just settle the game on those, Borough win 3-2. <laughs> there's, there's two that he got wrong uh, for us, and he got three wrong for them. So even that, there's not a leg to stand on uh, blaming the refs. Uh, EFL referees are quite terrible doesn't matter what team you support you share in that belief because it affects everybody yes the bigger teams maybe get a few more in their favor but there's nothing against reading it's it's generally a low standard of refereeing yeah and even if we'd got that penalty scored it i think we'd all both agree that we're still going to lose that game you know middlesbrough a way better team and they show that throughout nick i mean Moving on to the second goal for Mills with just before half time. What is Mbenge doing there? Yeah, it's uh, a big mistake. He's he's sort of just taken a bit of a heavy second touch and maybe took taken his eye off a ball, looking around for what, where he's going to play it after. Um, you just can't, it doesn't matter what you do there, even if you pump out a play and it frustrates fans because you've just panicked. You just the main thing is you can't lose the ball there because he's thrown goal from beyond the halfway line. It's it's incredible. Um what I will say is on Mbengue though, he's twenty one, he's he's I think it's only the second mistake he's made off that Birmingham the Birmingham game for one of Troy Deeney's goals there. Um and it happens. I mean all, especially at that age. Uh so I wouldn't react too much on that in general. But it is a poor mistake. I'm sure he knows it. Um and yeah, as soon as he he loses the ball, you know they're probably going to score because if, if Ramsey doesn't shoot, he can square it. Uh, I mean, I mean, Akpom, I didn't see who was up with him, but someone was alongside him for another tap in anyway. So, yeah, but if we get in at 1-0, gives us a bit of hope going into the second half that maybe we can change some things around tactically or, you know, you get Aziz on to make an impact it's still 1-0 and maybe some difference can be made. In, it's tight again, but that second goal, it kills it. Yeah, I mean, he has the poor touch, but then the tackle to get the ball back is just meek, isn't yeah, it, Dave? Really, I, I'm really not sure what he's doing there, because if you're doing booked, you'd think, okay, you don't want to be sent off here. But yeah, he, he, he panics. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. He, he panics. He thinks, oh, no, what oh, what do I do? And then he's caught in two minds. I, I think the only... So it is a Mengwe's mistake. He, he does pretty poorly. Um, Buzanis, when facing Ramsey, gets caught halfway between... He doesn't act. He, he just stands there, basically, which, again, you can't blame him because of the situation. If you step it back a little bit, 30 seconds left until the whistle is going to go. We get a free kick that high up the pitch. We push everybody forward and then deliver it poorly. Like it's the decision making all over the place. Like, yes, and Bengue takes the blame for that because it was his double problem of losing the ball and then not just throwing himself in to block the, the breakaway. But just all round, like what why are we not putting it well in? If you're gonna if you're gonna not hit the target make it go long so it's a goal kick and, and the whistle will blow before anything happens. It's it's just something about that mentality away from home that uh, just all went wrong. Uh, which happens every single week. <laughs> so, like, yeah. oh, the, 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 only, the only surprise is that anyone's surprised, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it, for me, it's self-preservation. I'm going to away games expecting absolutely nothing but defeat because we just do it so consistently and it's so rare that we put in performance that we even deserve to get anything from it. And that's the even bigger worry. We just never look like that. So we come out second half. We think, okay, let's not concede again early. No, 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 no. Fuck that idea. Let's just do that, Nick. Let's just concede the third goal straight yeah. away. Uh, poor Akpom gets in right in between Yedum and McIntyre and, Takes it nicely. Good goal from them, but it's really poor again from us. Yeah, so it's, it is a good ball into the box, to be fair. Sar stretching, but they're just all caught out really early on in the second half. And they need to be just alert, more alert, and we capitulate again. Uh, both goals come up the same side, up our right side. Um, I think Giles put the first ball in. Not sure about the second ball for the second goal, which I'm sure we'll come on to in a second anyway. Um, but yeah, just caught out and just, it was like we gave up the, the mentality, I think, there and the is a weak mentality. As soon as that third goal went in, but the belief went in. That was, maybe came out of the second goal, but just after half time, you think maybe Ince has pumped something into them or someone, one of the players or coaching staff, uh, maybe Alex Ray or someone and just to get them going to at least make it tight for 10, 15 minutes. And if we lose 4-0, but we concede in like the 70th and 80th minute, fine. But when we concede in the third and fourth goal, what, within five minutes, six minutes of the second half start, it's not good enough. Um, and it's not fair on away fans, as we've already mentioned. It's really not fair on those travelling fans to then give them that as a, as a thanks for coming and giving us that support. But yeah, it is nice play, to be fair, for Middlesbrough. It's a nice little knock over the top to uh, Giles in the first place. Great ball in from, from him. And a good finish for Akpom, who's just on fire this season. He's a completely different player, isn't he? Uh, yeah, just doesn't stop scoring. Yeah, he, he's fantastic. And he's been fantastic. Easy for me to say, Paul. Fantastic <laughs> all season. Um, yeah, it's, I'd love to know, Dave, at what point are you thinking here? Why am I watching this? Why am I continuing? Why didn't I go and do something different, you know, like, you know, cut a leg off or something? Something that's less yeah. uh, annoying than watching this every single week. Um, the answer to that question is roughly halfway between the third and fourth goal when I was just bemoaning the fact that we'd let the third in and then the fourth went in. <laughs> it was like, 
what am I doing here? This is, I should just turn it off now, but then it's, well, you know, kind of can't look away now. Like what, what's going to happen from this point out? Uh, is this another seven nil? Is this going to be something else? Are we going to get someone sent off just for the hell of it? You know, I thought the same. Um, yeah, it, it was going that way. It was going to be one of those games. And um, yeah, it, the, the, the one so soon after the break was just galling. Cause it's like, all we could have hoped coming out after the halftime break was that they were like, right, no more. Switched on. Let's get this back on track. And you just see them pass around us. But look, Borough are a brilliant side, and I love what Carrick's done there. And I, I like the way he sets his teams up. But let's be real. They didn't, like, turn on the class yesterday. It was barely above a training match. They They were just... Should we have a goal now? Yeah. All right. Go on then. Yeah. Oh, good. That's nice. It, it, the only reason it wasn't seven was probably because they were looking ahead to their next game and, and conserving energy. It was ridiculous. Yeah. That fourth goal as well, um, the cut back to Ramsey. When Ramsey's got that ball, he's got so much time and space inside the box to pick his finish. And there's four or five defenders in front of Ramsey and they're all sort of ball watching and gone back to sort of the six yard line rather than one or two of them sort of pick him up. And that's what frustrates me. It's just... Uh, just decision making and positioning and awareness and things like that, just basic mental side of the game. And all four of them, one of them, or at least one of them should be instructing the other, I'll pick Ramsey up or pick whoever up. And not all four drop into that six yard box and ball watching there. Yeah. I mean, I just saw a tweet here from the Borough Breakdown podcast who were on our preview this week, who are excellent. And uh, they've put this out. Appreciate it. It's an accumulation of things at Reading. But I think that's the worst team I've seen at the Riverside this season. Really yeah. bad. And you'd be hard pushed to... That happens on a regular basis with us now, doesn't it? Mm. it how many times have we you. heard that from opposition yeah, fans lot. and they've been right? Yeah. Mm. yeah. 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 It happens every season. We will even say, oh, this is the worst team we've seen or that's the worst team. Yeah. They've just had a bad game. But it's so common with us. Yeah. So it's a pattern, isn't it? I mean, if you like to watch a nurse... Um, as in an old home theme when we're away, yeah. which is a bit of a weird one to explain. Yeah. But, um, it's kind of uh, the the results. I mean, we're probably bottom of the away team now. I know we were 23rd. Yeah. Today it's just it. too grim. And uh, I'm sure we deserve to be there because we're just so shit. So let's move to the fifth goal. Um, let's get this one wrapped up. Number five, Dave. Talk us through that one. Well, we've already thrown in the towel we've given up and we're thinking about how we're getting home apparently and uh another simple ball finds is it fours that gets the ball in the box i think yeah probably yeah, not saying that right fours yeah and uh as he goes in uh tom mcintyre has decided i could shield him and try and block the cross or i could just take him out uh so he takes him out uh clear as day penalty no complaints from anyone they don't protest this one because you'd have to be mental to protest this one uh, it was a clear penalty um the only thing i don't even care he scores it well done but the only thing to talk about on this one is that when that penalty is awarded there are two middlesbrough players who have scored a brace and in the interest of fairness, of not 
deciding who gets to have the hat trick, Force takes it himself. So I think that's a lovely, lovely display of, uh, of teammate uh, being, a, being a good teammate there. Because, you know, you don't want to favor one or the other. Then, you know, they're, they're getting after the game and whichever one of Akpom or uh, uh, Ramsey didn't get to get their hat trick is mean to him and stuff. So fair play to him. Yeah. I've given up. I, I it was so bad. And like, of course he was going to score the penalty. There was no chance we were going to save it and have some kind of comeback. But I think Tom McIntyre had exactly the same mood as you. Yeah. Yeah. He was just it's thinking, Oh, I'm going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> nil down. He's like, yeah, our penalty and... looks better than an open play concession. Let's yeah, just knock him out. Will yeah, will not be the last player who's ever done that in the history of football. No. Sometimes yeah. it's going so badly, you just lost all rationale having your nick, and you just don't really know what you've done there. But there's a part of you that thinks, I'm glad I did that. Yeah. It's just stupidity. He's just reacted. Guys running down. Like you said, you could have just body checked him, Dave, and just stood mm-hmm. off him and just jockeyed him. But he, he runs and he sort of does like a half shoulder barge, half mistimed tackle. It's a bit weird. Um, but he didn't need to do it. He just needed to track him to the line, stop the cross coming in. It could probably be a corner, whatever. But yeah, it was 4 0 game over. And it was just um, icing on the cake for them, really, wasn't it? Yeah, totally. Uh, normally, we do a like, good, the bad, the injured, the nice. So, good, nothing, bad, everything, injured, probably all of them. So, now we'll move on to the questions and the statements. Well, I'm going to start off with a slightly positive one here. And it's so typical that Burnley did this yesterday. So, Chris Lash uh, messaged us and said, Burnley drew, so the record's almost safe for another season, the 106 one. But the typical, Chris, they did it against Blackpool. That's the one team that we didn't want. Um, frustrating. Another interesting one. Would it make sense for Boeing to take charge for away games in Ince for home from Simon C? I mean, can you imagine that, Nick? Yeah, uh, that'd be quite uh, the whole management be interesting. That's a yeah. bit one. <laughs> yeah, that would be a um, bit of an interesting one. Uh, but yeah, no, maybe we could try it and see what happens if it works. And great. I'm sure Paul Ince would absolutely love the idea of that, uh, 100%. Okay, so our waveform from Georgia, our waveform is now so bad, it's actually beginning to get a bit of cult status. Those that keep going as soldiers, imagine how good it'll feel for them when you finally win away. Our home still is form is still really good, so let's just focus on that. The problem is, though, I mean, come on, the waveform has to come into it, doesn't it, Dave? Because yeah. we don't just lose... We look like we're just not even in it. That's cool. Yeah, there's there's no point turning up. We we'd actually have a better season if we wrote to the EFL and said in advance we forfeit all the away games and we'll just play at home. We'll be fresher. Uh, we'll we'll probably pick up even more points at home, and the end result will actually be better than this season where we get knackered away from. Yeah, actually, one thing about yesterday, four nil down, and we still have all of our first choice players continuing to labor around the pitch despite the fact that apparently they're really tired all the time yeah so we end up with a bunch of injuries playing away and a bunch of fatigue let's just sack them off ahead of time save on travel costs save on everything else uh, and go from there it's it's a moot point 
imagine when we finally win away what it's going to feel like. It's not going to happen. <laughs> like, we haven't had a shot on target yesterday. We haven't scored a goal away from home in the last four. Like, no, no chance. Yeah. Yeah. It's just pretty depressing, isn't it, really? Uh, one from Ross Mosby. Uh, given Paul Ince's desire to blame the referee for a poor result, irrespective of whether it was actually due to the ref, what shortcomings and struggles in your own life are you going to blame on referees from now on? What do you think, Nick? Is there anything that you could blame that's annoying you in your own life that you could say, ah, EFL refs? They've yeah, probably just, just paying bills in general and having to work full time until I retire. Just That's always the ref's fault as well, isn't it? So life in general. <laughs> yeah, why not? Why not? Uh, I do like this one, though, about uh, involves Chris related. I'm a big fan of it from Dan Gabriel. What would you rather have? What's it for fingered or monster munch for feet? What you're saying, Dave, because like this is the level that the podcast come to. I'm I'm always giving out therapy because I cannot keep on reading out pure anger. It is it's draining me more than anyone else. It's fair. It's fair. Well, well, as you know, well, uh, you well know, I should say. Easy for me to say, Paul. Um, as you well know, big fan of a snack, and I will travel to uh, to get the ones that I want. So, uh, should I have to go and pick out either what's it's put them on my fingers instead of fingers, or monster munch on my feet? I'm going what's it's on my fingers, and let me tell you why. I reckon I could still type on a keyboard with what's it's as fingers, right? And I can have a little nibble because they're right there. So that's fine. If I had Monster Munch as feet, I think I'd I'd be a little bit less mobile than I am today. And and that would be a disappointment. So yeah, I'm going Watsits all the way. Yeah. What do you think, Nick? I gotta say, the logic behind that is impeccable. And yeah, we have reached the low point here, but I'm happy with it. <laughs> Yeah. I, I would go monster munch. I think they're sturdier, so like less Fair. trouble breaking. Because uh, Watsits are a bit, you know, they they break off a bit softer, break off a bit easier. And like I like monster munch more than Watsits. I could chill yeah. my feet, pick with onion flavoured on my feet. It'd be great. Uh, yeah, and also there's more variety on the monster yeah. munch. Uh, it's true. More well, flavours to go. You're for. right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Flaming hot cool. on one on one toe and pick with onion on another. <laughs> Oh dear, right then. So we've had the uh, attempt at very mild humour there. And uh, now we're going to move into one that we comes up every single week now. Ints in, ints out. In my own thoughts, Dave, I've got to say, I think what's the point of getting rid of Paul Ince right now? I know, I understand the limitations. It, I just don't see what it would achieve. I do respect people who think opposite though. Yeah, I mean... I mean... If something came up where we were like, X person will come in just till the end of the season, we'll stop this apathy away from home, we'll get everyone fighting, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, cool. Let's do it. Anything. That's great. If we can do it within the business plan, et cetera. And, and then you're starting to look at like, if it's within the business plan, it's someone doing us a favor. So it's probably someone connected to the club. The oft-mentioned Brian McDermott, maybe I saw someone talk about Dylan Kerr the other day, things like this. All of that seems a little bit, we just want something, so here's how we could make it work, which I don't really think would would make that much difference. He'll probably stay till the, till the summer at least, and, and fair enough. I am leaning, in fact, I'm not leaning, I'm in the ints out in the summer camp and fresh start and everything else. 
And it's actually not because of the performances. Um, I, I get the counterpoint of like, we're just staying up was all this season was about and we've exceeded expectations. We haven't spent the whole season in the relegation zone, etc. I've gone ints out because of his willingness to just throw the players under the bus when they lose his willingness to defy reality when talking about what happened in a game and the aggressive nature he responds to any criticism as being aghast that it could possibly be anything to do with him it's like no that that kind of mentality means that you go back into planning for the next game thinking well it was nothing we did and then nothing's going to change so that's where where i'm at it, forget the results forget you know what we should have done this season versus what we have it's a personality thing I, you, you can't have a sustainable growing progressive football club that goes in the right direction with a manager that will not accept they did anything wrong. Yeah, I can totally see the situation in the summer changing. I, I can see him uh, leaving if we stay up. I think if we go down, he's going to leave anyway. So I think that's kind of solves that situation. But what are you thinking, Mick, on that? In, out, shake it all about. What are you going to be? <laughs> uh, exactly the same as uh, Dave. Um, I'm in out in the summer camp. Um, I don't see the point of sacking him now. Uh, unless it gets very drastic, and I just don't think there's the options to to replace him anyway at the moment. I think I don't agree with the Mark Bowen to the end of the season because what he's doing at the moment is completely different. It's working seemingly well from from how it how it's coming across from the club um, and what we're hearing. Uh, and I just don't think we should be meddling with that at all. I think that would be a backward step as a whole. Uh, no Hunt would be the only one and he could be a disaster. We don't know. It's uh, Do we throw him under the bus ourselves and is he good enough? And maybe we'd be worse off because we've got good, at least what we've got at the moment is good home form under Ince. Um, if No Hunt comes in and the away form doesn't improve and the home form drops off, that's when we're in trouble. So I would keep Ince because I think he'll just get us the four wins we need uh, with with uh, points deduction, of course. We need four wins. I think we'll do that. Um and ultimately, I just don't think he can take us forward further than this. Uh, I think, like Dave said, with the comments he makes and the tactics, and as long as we can get someone in who can take us forward, I'd like to see a young and innovative coach come in, hopefully, um, with potential. Uh, but yeah, I'm in sin, but just to the summer, and then I'm in out. Yeah, no, I understand that completely. all makes sense to me. I think that's the way the club should move forward, but we don't know. Um, I would also add, we're fully aware of the situation with the uh, embargo and all the kind of what's going on with the six-point deduction. We have talked about that on the previous podcast, about six points down again. So if you want to listen to that, if we go through all the scenarios in these games and talk about it, kind of, oh, if we're in this position, six points, and all of a sudden look at the table in multiple different ways, it makes it very confusing. So until it's confirmed... We're just going to stick where we are. We're not in a false reality. We do know it's coming though. So thanks a lot for listening. I won't be on another one this podcast this week because I'm having an operation during the week. But you'll have one from Jess hosting one against Sheffield United Post. You have the preview as well. And you have a post Millwall. And I'm really hoping I'm correct with the game there. So thanks a lot for listening. And uh, we will be back at some point soon. Cheers.